Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. A familiar fear crept back into the markets overnight. I'll give you a moment to guess what it was. Think geopolitics. That's right. U.S.-China tensions are not only back in the news, they're leading investors to take a closer look at share prices. Joining me now for a closer look is the CEO and Executive Director of the VFS Group, Jack Cousy, joining us live from Sydney House Life Down Under. Jack. It's freezing here, Michelle freezing. It's about 21 degrees, which is really cold for us. And I'm wearing two jumpers. But other than that, I'm safe and everything's good. How are you? Oh, I melt just standing still. So I'll take your freezing (laughs) over my (laughs) sweating constantly. (laughs) All right, Jack, US stocks did an about turn overnight. And for the first time in four sessions, finish in negative territory. I usually give the numbers during the intro, but I held off until now. The Dow finished down more than half a percent. The Nasdaq a bit less than that. The S&P 500, which was up more than 1% earlier in the day, closed off 0.2%. So it's interesting as well to highlight like that at one point in the session the S&P 500 climbed back to within 10% of its record high during the year. Now, the day's losses were not big, certainly not compared to the market's gains, but it is the first time in a while that US China fears have triggered any sort of sell-off at all. We're going to talk about the causes of the tensions in a moment, but first, I'm wondering whether you think markets are at an inflection point or just taking a pause. No, I think we're just taking a pause at this point in time. I think we're going to talk about those tensions in a little bit. I mean, let's just take stock of where we are. We've seen an enormous rally from the lows after, you know, one of the worst months in history since the Great Depression. And it's more a bit of a, I guess, buy the rumour, sell the facts. And now that we're reopening, we're starting to see really what the day is going to look like, what businesses are going to look like. So... I'm still very optimistic that this market can continue to climb up over the rest of uh, 2020. What we are seeing in markets for investors is a bit of a move out of the growth or tech stocks and a bit of a cyclical move into value stocks. And we've certainly seen that over the last week. Uh, But I guess the market's got a lot to weigh up at this point in time. So the economies around the world are reopening. We're starting to see this data come through and see what the new world is going to look like. Plus, you've got these rising tensions between the two largest global economies in the world. Not a bad week, uh, not a bad May. You know, historically, we usually see a pause in May. You know, that May uh, in May uh, go away kind of theme has, has come out. But I think the market's just taking stock of where it's where it's come from. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks ahead. But I'm not thinking this is an inflection point unless we see some things come up, which we're going to probably talk about in the next question. Indeed. So the sell-off was triggered by an announcement from U.S. President Donald Trump, who said he will hold a news conference tonight about China. Tensions between the two superpowers have been worsening amid debates over the origin of COVID-19, new security laws in Hong Kong, China's treatment of Uyghurs, not to mention trade and technology. From an investor's perspective, Jack, what do you think Trump may announce tonight? Are we looking at a resumption of the trade war or are there other measures that might spook the markets equally? Yeah. Uh, we're in trade war already. Uh, this is not a resumption. This is this is a full-blown uh, trade war between these two countries. In fact, Michelle, I'm going to tell you, I don't think relationships have ever been worse between the two countries, even before we saw, you know, late 18, early 19, this, this big bar between the two countries. It's really bad. I mean, the rhetoric from both nations is quite strong. 
And in fact, um, the barbs that have been thrown have been quite, you know, vicious from both countries. And this is, we've started to see this in the last couple of months. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've obviously had the issues over the virus. We're now having a trade war. We've seen, you know, the laws introduced by Beijing in, in regard to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. You now had, you had Secretary Pompeo come out a couple of days ago and said Hong Kong could no longer be called an autonomous region, which brings into um, account their special requirements. I mean, if you look at the trade war or the tariffs that the U.S. has placed upon China, mm-hmm. they don't apply to Hong Kong, right, because it's, it's treated as a special autonomous region. Now, the nuclear option, really, for the U.S., and this is why the market is hanging on Trump's words uh, in the next couple of hours, is whether they remove that special status from Hong Kong. Now, if that happens, you know, I think markets are going to be in absolute disarray because Hong Kong is a place where people come to do business with China and China comes to do business with the world. And not only is it so important for China, it's important for China because it gets a lot of its funding from Hong Kong which gets it at a special rate because it's considered, you know, part of the WTO and part of the UN, etc. So it just seems to be spiking up and no country wants to take a back step. I mean, the fact that the Chinese were out the law in regards to Hong Kong last week was, was a big move for them. And you're seeing these tensions ratchet up. So the COVID-19 situation has been a weight on global markets, but the biggest news story that's hanging over global markets right now is this rising tensions and whether these two countries want to take each other to the brink. And right now, they seem like they want to, uh, which is quite surprising considering the U.S. has got, you know, nearly 30 million unemployed and China is coming out of, you know, a shutdown that literally shut down the whole country. So it's a wait and watch and it's, it's a wait and watch with bated breath at this point in time. So it's really, really, really going to be interesting to see what Trump does and whether he does go the nuclear option and remove um, Hong Kong's autonomous status. Yeah, you're right. Removing Hong Kong's special trading status is going to be a reorientation of global trade, so disarray there. In the meantime, U.S. President Donald Trump also in the news for signing an executive order targeting Twitter, which he used to love so much, and other social media companies. So Trump has been railing against his uh, favoured social media platform until recently this week. Ever since, Twitter applied fact-check messages to two of his tweets. Now, this executive order could open the doors to new litigations against social media platforms. Currently, Twitter, Facebook and others are protected from lawsuits over what people post. But that could change. Twitter shares fell nearly 4.5% overnight, but I see they are rallying a bit in after-hours trade. Jack, given Trump's latest action, what is your outlook on social media stocks? Has it changed? Um, I mean, love or hate him, it's, it's, always, it's always memorable when Trump's around. I mean, he, he tweeted 108 times during that Memorial Day weekend. Uh, this is going to be an interesting time for text stocks in general. I mean, if you, America seems to be a very divided place, but there are probably two things that both sides uh, are quite united on. The one is, I guess, the China trade war, which we just talked about. And two is, you know, trying to bring down some of the power of these text stocks. So... You know, he's, he's, he's certainly going after Twitter. He's, he's putting his, his um, ball on Facebook, and then it opens up, you know, whether they start to go after the bigger tech stocks, which have led this rally. You know, Google, we know he's not a big fan of Bezos and Amazon. Mm. So this is, again, another weight of the market, and it might be leading to what is essentially a crowded trade. So we've, what we've seen out of global markets, particularly in the last four to five or six weeks, is 
the enormous rally has been led by the tech stocks. You know, in the U.S., it's been the Famagas, and even in emerging markets, it's been the big Chinese stocks. You know, Tencent, Meishuan, Jumping, and Alibaba, like the like. So, again, it goes back to that. You know, will we see a cyclical move out of these tech stocks into those? I don't think this is the the end of it. I mean, we saw this pre-COVID. We saw both sides of the house trying to bring down the powers of Facebook. We saw, um, you know, uh, a lot of U.S. and Democrat side inflamed by the fact that Facebook would introduce um, a stable coin. So expect this to be a running issue. It's just a question of how far Trump and the administration wants to take it mm. in the midst of a global recession. You know, it, this is the trade-off that they need. You know, can they do this when they have 30 million unemployed and a recession and economic growth in the negative part? So I, I think that's what they're weighing up, and that's why I believe that it's a bit of bluster and mm. it'll be a tempered response from the administration going forward because of the situation they're in. All right. Asia-Pacific stocks trading lower this morning, Jack, but the losses are not too steep. Sydney's been the worst performer in early trade, down about three-quarters of a percent last I checked. Tokyo and Seoul were in the red as well. And would you say investors taking U.S.-China tensions, they're taking it all in stride, or do you expect more selling? Yeah, I think we're just, we're just at a point where we've seen, you know, an enormous ride. People are taking in stride. There's a bit of profit taking. There's a bit of a cyclical move. I mean, you talk about Australia. I mean, we've had an enormous week uh, in terms of performance, and we've outperformed most global markets at this point in time. Mm-hmm. I think everybody wants to see what happens uh, during the weekend. Anything can happen in the Trump presidency over the weekend. We've seen that over the last three years of the presidency. I think it's just a taking stride. Uh, we're going to reset and look to, you know, I still am very optimistic that, you know, a couple of weeks, actually about a month ago, five or six weeks ago, I believe that the market would recover to new highs at the end of first quarter 2021. I actually believe we're going to see that before the end of the year. So uh, a little bit of profit selling, still a lot of money, a lot of cash on the sidelines, still a lot of value out there, I believe. Um, and the fact that we're reopening the economies of the world and we're not seeing massive spikes. And I'll tell you what else I can see out of what I'm looking at on the down, on the ground, Michelle. Mm. It's not as bad as we thought it was. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of businesses that we believe weren't going to survive have survived. Mm-hmm. I believe the bridge loans by central banks and governments have worked. Uh, and I believe there's still a lot of pent-up demand, and we're going to move that uh, into other areas of the economy that have suffered during this shutdown. So... I'm optimistic. We can't go up vertically. That simply cannot happen in markets. There's still a lot of geopolitics around. Mm. I think this is a reset. As long as we don't get, and these are the two paramounts, rolling shutdowns, which I believe is starting to be negated, and the fact that these two large global economies, the two largest and the two single biggest drivers of global economic growth and consumption across the world, don't ruin it all for us by going 12 rounds in the ring again. Uh, So that's my caveat. Before we let you go, Jack, let's check in on the Singapore market. While the STI is down for the month, it has also been holding tight above 2,500. Yesterday, it came closer to that support level, though, closing at 2,515. Do you expect 2,500 to continue to provide support in the week ahead? Yeah, I think certainly on the chart, it's it's tested that level a few times in in the last uh, month or two. Uh, look, I think global economies are going to be in, in cycle here. I think if you see a rally in, in markets around the world, you're going to see a rally in the STI. You, know, you guys are over there are, are reopening, and I think that's only going to be beneficial for companies. And remember, stock markets are made of individual companies, and that's how we investors should understand that. The STI is made up of individual companies, and it's looking like these companies are going to start to get back to business. 
uh, start to sell their goods and services to not only consumers in Singapore but around the world, and that should drive markets higher, including the VS and the STI out there. He's Jack Cousy, director of the VFS Group. Always great talking to you, Jack. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. See you later. Stay safe. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.